Welcome to the Pope on Film. I am Bunny Williams, and with me is. Yes, I am the Pope in question. My name is Reverend Steve. I am the founder of the Church of Ed Wood, uh, a real thing. You should Google it. And proud we are of all of that. This is episode 273, and I've got some slightly outdated segments for Act 1 because I wrote them a week ago and then got way too high. If you'd like to know the story about that, join us for Act 2 where we'll be talking about that. And a, uh, 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 we will be talking for Shap, we will be talking about King Alexander of Greece. Okay. But it's a story that I just absolutely love. He doesn't come up and very then much. For this week's movie no, he does not, but uh, I, I just absolutely love this story, and I found it, and I love it. And then for this week's movie, I've got a really great theory about what this movie actually is, and I'm really proud of it, and I know that you'll like it, Bunny. Plus, I have a new segment for the movies that we discuss, and I'm, I'm, I'm really happy about it. Okay. So, got a, a full show to do here. Very excited about it. Are you ready? Ready. Ready. Okay. Then let's begin. Turning off my background. Buddy! Yes. So Labor Day has come and gone, and it just did not feel the same for me. And I think for a lot of people. However, this time around, I'm not saying that it doesn't feel the same because of the ongoing deadly pandemic. Uh, I'm not saying that it doesn't feel the same because we still can't go places and a lot of people are still inside. I'm not saying it because of politics or because we're in the middle of the apocalypse. I'm, I, I'm saying that I don't care how much time passes. I don't care how much the rest of America moves on. I don't care. Labor Day weekend is all about one thing for me and one thing only the goddamn Jerry Lewis telethon. Uh huh. Uh huh. I I I miss it. It used to be a really big thing, and in fact, like there was a whole. I mean, I mean, that was a whole block of time. Okay, for a couple of weeks before and after the Labor Day weekend, where you would have the lead up, where. Every one of the networks, in turn, would have a special for what their Saturday morning cartoon lineup was. Then you would have the Labor Day telethon. Then you would start school the next day. Yeah, Yeah, you'd start school after the Jerry Lewis telethon. Yeah. Yeah. That was always the start of school i'm just realized that i don't have my mobile hotspot on and so things are a bit choppy on my end 
it's probably all my fault. Um, is there any way I can leave this Zoom and come right back? Try it. If you're not back in three minutes, I'll send you another invite. Okay. All right. I, I, yeah, because because I, I there's so much of a lag here. So I'm going to jump out and be right back. Okay. Okay. Wow, funny, are you there? I'm here. I don't see you moving yet. Okay. Uh, mm, I'm moving. I don't there see you, you moving. Okay, now I see you moving. Okay. Yes. Okay, you maybe oh, want to take that right from the top because you're really barely started. Yeah, okay. Uh, your side is still really choppy for me. But is is my stuff good? It's it's not bad. It's chopping up a little here and there, but let's just go yeah. for it. Okay, let's just go for it. Uh, What's this? Uh, uh, it, uh, I'm gonna leave and come right back. Okay. See if I can do that. Okay. I've I've just rebooted for, before starting the show, so I I can't yeah. think of anything on my side unless it's just crap oh. service. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, now it seems infinitely better. Okay. Maybe it just needed some time to kick in. Yes, Eleanor. You look good. You look good. Yeah. Okay. 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 There you go. Okay. Yes. So Labor Day is come and gone, and it just didn't feel the same. However, this time around, I'm not saying that it doesn't feel the same because of the ongoing deadly pandemic or because people are still dying and there's not a lot of travel right now. I'm saying it because I don't care how much time passes, how much the rest of America moves on. I don't care. Labor Day weekend is still in my heart of hearts, deep down inside, in the touchy-feely bits. Labor Day weekend is about the goddamn Jerry Lewis telethon, and it is sad that my kids cannot witness this yes. bizarre monstrosity that would happen every year. Yes. Every year. It, there was a specific end to summer. Oh, God, and, yeah. And school always started the Monday after the Jerry Lewis telethon. And it was a nonstop three-day marathon to raise money for muscular dystrophy. Yep. And it was hosted by Jerry Lewis. And the best part of it wasn't the acts that would appear, like singers or plate spinners or ventriloquists. It wasn't the money raised or the touching video packages or the companies that would come in and have some uncomfortable guy with a suit, you know, give an oversized check. It was the fact that it would be it wouldn't stop. It would be all day and all night for three days. And Jerry Lewis would attempt to stay up for the entire three days yes. and he would go fucking insane. Yes. 
Mm-hmm. That was the best part was seeing Jerry Lewis slowly go insane. Yes, waiting to see Jerry Lewis crack. That was yeah. that was a big, big attraction. Yeah. And my brother and I absolutely hated each other, but we would set up blankets and pillows in front of the TV and we would try and stay up as long as we could to and and try and watch the Jerry Lewis telethon all night. And we never would. We'd end up asleep on the floor in the living room, but my parents would allow it because it was just Labor Day and that's just what you did. Yes. That's just what we did. And it was just, it was so much fun. A stunning look at one man slowly going crazy. I looked up old clips of the Jerry Lewis telethon to try and explain to my kids like how weird the Jerry Lewis telethon was. I found a clip of John Lennon doing Imagine. Yeah. I'm and not that surprised. Shocked, that shocked me because I didn't think the Jerry Lewis telethon would be that cool, you know? That fucking John Lennon on there. But that was always the start of the start of school. School did not start for anyone, period, until after Jerry Lewis went insane. Oh, Jerry Lewis went insane. Now it's time for school. And now my kids are going to school like we started at the end of August. And it's like, it's not the same because Jerry Lewis hasn't gone insane. And the kids have no idea what I'm talking about because mm-hmm. they weren't there. The and closest, then, the closest and, experience I've had to that was a while ago, Atlanta, and they, they had Atlantic Records uh, had special on television for their, I don't know, 25th, 50th, whatever anniversary, with the capper being uh, a Led Zeppelin reunion. So this was a big fucking deal, okay? Yeah. But what I was excited to see and was really kind of disappointed is that at this massive-ass concert, Debbie Gibson was going to perform. And she was new and she was fresh. Nobody really knew why she was what she was doing there. But I was so like pre-electric use. Yes. So I, I, I was waiting, I was watching, I was sure she was gonna snap under the pressure. But she didn't yeah. fucking let me down. And, then, and, and that's and very similar local. to my feelings of the Jerry Lewis telethon. Yeah. And then and then Jerry Lewis would host the national telethon, but then whatever TV channel you your town showed it, they had their own mini telethon in between breaks and stuff. Yeah. And Phoenix, it was channel five that would do the Jerry Lewis telethon. And it was cool because channel five was also the home for almost 40 years. Uh, a kid show called Wallace and Ladmo. Yeah. It was this morning kid show. And, and it, 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 people of a certain age grew up with the Wallace and Ladmo show. And, and so it's a unifying factor for a lot of people in who grew up in Phoenix. So if I ever met uh, Steven Spielberg or Alice Cooper, yeah, I have one in 
where I could talk to Alice Cooper for at least 20 minutes. Yeah. About Wallace and Ladmo and Gerald. And, and like, hi, Alice Cooper, big fan. Uh, so you were in Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club band. That fucking sucked. Hey, what was the name of the monster that Gerald would use to try and steal Ladmo bags from Ladmo? And we could just talk. We could just talk. But then during the weekend at the Channel 5 studios, Wallace and Ladmo would spend like two whole days outside of the studio collecting money via drive through You would drive up to the studio and right there in front of the doors were Wallace and Ladmo and they'd take your change and put it in this big jar. And it was like a drive through meet and greet for Wallace and Ladmo. And we'd do that every year. Every yeah. year we would drive up and give money to the Jerry Lewis telethon so that we could meet Wallace and Ladmo and say hi and shake their hand and stuff. It was really weird. Yeah. But that was Labor Day for me. Labor Day was was, hey, it's time to watch Jerry Lewis go insane. Yeah. But and, see for me, know? but see for me, this again is a place where I'm kind of spoiled being a New Yorker. Okay. Because mm -hmm. when they cut the national feed and went to the local New York feed. It was still a fucking New York feed coming out of New York City. So we ah. had we had still like excellent guests waiting in the wings to be on the local broadcast because they happened to be in town on Broadway or playing yeah. Madison Square Garden or anything like that. They were in town, so they want to help with the telethon. So yeah. our show was still pretty good. It just didn't have Jerry anymore. Yeah. For a little while. Yeah. That's yeah, that's awesome. I love the Jerry Lewis telethon. So I miss it so much. It, it's just god it's goddamn sad. It is goddamn sad. I never liked Jerry Lewis, but man, that telethon. It was the end of summer. There was a specific end to it. And and God, I miss it so much. Every Labor Day, I think about Jerry Lewis going insane. And yeah. and uh and and it was always Jerry Lewis and his tie would be undone and he'd be there and it's like it's day two. How much how much money have we raised? Let's go to the boards. We need you. We need you to call in. We we really need you to call in. And yet somehow Ed McMahon was always perfect. Yes. Because Ed McMahon would be like the, the the announcer guy, and he would stay up too, but he would be fine. It was yes. Jerry Lewis that went insane. Well, Ed McMahon's like a goddamn rock on the side. Who has stayed up the exact same amount of time saying, yes, that's right, Jerry, coming up. Uh, Siegfried and Roy. Well, because Ed McMahon... Uh... Before, whenever he would start feeling tired or anything like that, he would just remind himself that feeling tired like that is just like being on mescaline. And how many times have you done the show on mescaline? Oh, yeah. You there know? you go. Gotcha. Yeah. So that that would invigorate him and make him good to go again. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So that's it. I every every Labor Day, I I. I bizarrely miss jerry lewis which is weird it's a weird feeling yeah it's a weird feeling that you miss jerry lewis at a specific time every year <laughs> yeah that's weird 
Well, it 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 did. He ushered in fall. Yeah. You know, and now we have nobody who does that. There's nothing yeah. that marks coming into the season. And, yeah. And and Halloween is just too late. If we move pumpkin spice, yes, yes, but you got to admit it doesn't really match up to Jerry Lewis, right? No. But yes, pumpkin spice. That's close. That is close. Mm-hmm. But but yeah, but I I I I miss seeing a man slowly go insane. Yes. You know, is what I'm saying. Yes, and of course, there was always the Frank Sinatra Dean Martin bit. Yeah, yeah. There was always those people that would come in, and it was a big deal. Yeah, like like Dean Martin would show up, or Frank Sinatra would show up, or Sammy Davis Jr. or uh, Johnny Carson would show up and give him shit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I miss. I just I freaking miss all oh, of no, that. Oh no, no, no! I meant, I meant when when the reunion between Dean Martin and Jerry Lewis. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. When, when Frank Sinatra made them hug. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and they look all uncomfortable and shit. Yeah, yeah. Bunny. Yes. I I want to talk a little bit about professional wrestling because. Uh, two weeks ago, things kind of went in pain for the WWE for a little bit. So, um, two Fridays ago, the WWE tried to pull a Donald Trump, and, and that's when you have a bad thing that you want to leak to the press, so you leak it really late on a Friday. Yeah. Well, it's the end of the week. Now it's time for the weekend where people won't. Okay, so I'm cutting off funding to black people. All yeah. right. See you guys. I'm going to the golf course for the weekend. So WWE tried to do that and did an end of the week late Friday news dump and announced that WWE talent were no longer allowed to use third party companies like Twitch and other streaming sites like that where they make money. A lot of wrestlers stream on there. Okay. Uh, was it, was there something other- else? Because there was another WWE story. I don't know what it... Like, like, in my consciousness, there was a WWE story that floated like a leaf on a river, just passed through my consciousness... And I was kind of hoping as you would go on, it would trigger what the fuck it was, but that does not sound familiar at all. Well, well, this might be it because it, it escalates. Okay. So, so WWE just said, uh, talent, we're no longer allowed to be on Twitch and other s- streaming platforms like that. A lot of wrestlers do that to A, make more money, and B, to connect better with the fans. And the WWE was banning that. Now, the reason why WWE was banning that WWE said, oh, you you are you are, you know, affecting the brand and you're tarnishing your name and, and your reputation. And we need to facilitate this. This isn't something that you 
can do on on your own and all of these fancy business sounding words but the real answer was aj styles aj styles is one of the biggest names in wwe and i know his name (laughs) <laughs> yeah, because he was a huge. He got he's he got his his start. His he, he he became big on Impact Wrestling, aka TNA Wrestling, yeah. and moved to the WWE. And usually, when someone is a big name in another company and then moved to the WWE, it's like, hey, you've got to lose. You got to lose to the Big Show yeah. one hundred times and beat for a year or two before we put you in the top but aj styles was just different he came in and he was just immediately wrestling the top guys and going for the championship belt and and like he was a big name unfortunately he also has a history of some slightly racist comments and uh, he's not a flat earther (laughs) it's just that the flat earther raise interesting questions and i and aj styles thinks that these are questions people should ask he's not a flat earther it's just he's a very quizzical individual so the guy's kind of bullshit and and the guys the guy's kind of full of full of shit and so he was on twitch and he let it slip. Okay. He let it slip that he got the coronavirus a couple of weeks before. Okay. On a Twitch live stream. And that's why uh, Vince McMahon was banning all wrestlers from being on Twitch and other streams because that just makes Vince McMahon and the WWE look like shit because Vince McMahon is a Trump supporter and still believes that like, Oh, this pandemic is not that serious. Oh, we're taking all necessary precautions. And then here's one of their top stars on Twitch saying, Hey, yeah. So, uh, yeah. How's everybody doing? You're doing good. Staying safe. Yeah. I got coronavirus a couple of weeks ago and that sucked. And so Vince McMahon freaked out and banned all the wrestlers from being on Twitch because, uh, the, wrestlers were letting shit slip when they were live streaming yeah so so aj styles let it slip that he got corona and that made vince mcmahon look bad so he banned twitch and other platforms and then a lot of wrestlers shot back at vince mcmahon like uh a a lot of big names on the Twitch and other streaming platforms so, so some wrestlers said, oh, well, that's fine. Like Paige, WWE uh, wrestler Paige, yeah. who uh, was in, who was the focus of the movie Fighting With My Family. She said, okay, so you're not going to let me as Paige be on Twitch. That's fine. I'll just change my name. I'll just get rid of my Paige account on Twitch. And now here, here I am, Soraya. This is my real name, and you can't stop me from being on Twitch. So then the WWE announced, we own your real names, too. No. Okay. No. They 100% do. All of all of wrestlers' real names, apparently, are now owned by Vince McMahon. Okay, okay, okay. I need to stop you here, because I think I know you're gonna what you're going to be saying. 
And this is actually how Scientology operates, isn't it? Oh, yeah. No, no, this is very much. We have all these audits. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. So is my camera dirty? No. Why? I mean, why? No, I was just wondering. Oh, it's on the side. Oh, okay. Well, now, now we've now we've got your fingerprints on the podcast, and the FBI can link us together. Yeah, okay. I'm starting. I'm starting to think that Zoom was like, created because, like, doing a podcast together, <clears throat> that's not a good enough link. <laughs> yeah, I'm starting to think that Zoom was created by the FBI so we can all uncover our uh, computer cameras. Yeah. <laughs> that this is all just an FBI ploy. So like, oh, we don't want to see what Steve's up to. <laughs> so, so the W, so the WWE saying they owned the wrestlers' real names. That was such a bad stain on the WWE that. Andrew Yang started attacking Vince I, McMahon. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. Like, like you know that Vince McMahon has fucked up when Andrew Yang is out there on CNN and, and MSNBC saying this WWE stuff is bullshit. He actually said that. Like this WWE stuff is bullshit. They need to treat their wrestlers better. And like, it became such a stink that the WWE walked it all back. And they're like, Oh no, you can be on Twitch. You can be on streaming platforms. Just, just let us know. Hey, we don't treat our wrestlers like slaves. Oh no, we're fine. Everything's fine. Please leave us alone and stop paying attention to us. Mainstream media. We're fine. Everything's great. It's not like we ever abandoned our wrestlers in a foreign country in the middle of a pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. No, everything's fine. Everything's But I just wanted to mention that. And in the middle of all of this is Flat Earther, alleged Flat Earther, AJ Styles. AJ Styles. Who just... Because there was a big outbreak in the WWE of, of the coronavirus, and something like 30 people got it. It was mostly behind-the-scenes stuff, but some talent. And so Vince McMahon said, okay, all on-air talent, you are not allowed to say you got the coronavirus, okay? You yeah. are not allowed to say it. So then, so none of the on-air talent said it, but you kind of knew who might have got it because, oh, all of a sudden... Look at this. Angel Garza has been suspended for three weeks for what he did last week on Raw. And it's like, oh, okay. okay. It's like, oh, uh, uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, um, I, I think I recall, you know, like, I think I recall how this went. I'm cruising along the facey books and I see something about the WWE. And then I scroll a little further, and Andrew Yang says something about the WWE, and I'm like, "Oh fuck, I got to get back to that." And then, yeah, and yeah. and yeah, so, so I didn't, I didn't go back and find out. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, so so. So the fact that AJ Styles like came out on you know just let it slip during a Twitch stream, they're like, yeah, yeah, I got the coronavirus. That sucks. Like Vince McMahon went ape shit, 
and was just like, no one's allowed online. Fuck you. I, I care about the coronavirus. You sons of bitches. You're well, all fired. Can he fucking even really say that? Well, first, can he really fire all of them? But but uh, like can I, can he aren't they all independent contractors? He can't tell them that. Here's the crazy thing: the man is in his seventies. The man is in his seventies, and he really needs to just retire. And and he still he still tries to write every episode himself. Yeah, and he's the deciding factor on on what happens and he really needs to retire because I swear to God, the guy is a zombie. Uh, I'm looking for a picture right now. Okay. So, uh, Lucha underground champion, Prince Puma, his real name is Ricochet. And when he finally premiered in the WWE, they gave him a little like hour long documentary about his premiere in WWE. Yeah. This is, this is a screenshot from that documentary. It has not been altered in any way. Uh, it, it, and for those of you who are listening to this, instead of watching it on like Facebook, then I apologize. But over here is Ricochet. And over here, this uh, dead corpse, this dead rotting corpse over here that, yeah. that looks like someone is weakened at burning a, yes. a, a, a cadaver. That's Vince McMahon when he's not on camera. I swear to God, his face is dripping. <laughs> I swear to God, he yeah. actually just has a wax Vincent Price style. <laughs> and that is hot, and there's just ripping off of his face. Dark Man. Vince McMahon is Dark Man now. Yeah. That is some gross looking shit. D oh, I, this is some kind of a documentary? Didn't you post yep. this? No, it, it probably on, on. I have posted this picture on social media numerous times because people need to see how hideous Vince McMahon is without any makeup. Yeah. Yeah. But there's a documentary this, on this, YouTube. This there's a documentary somewhere on Ricochet. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I don't know if I posted that documentary, but I've. Definitely posted this picture of me because that is that is frightening. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna decorate my house for Halloween, and it's just going to be this picture of Vince McMahon's gross face over and over again. It's gonna be the scariest haunted house ever. Yeah. So hooray! So yeah. So I just wanted to mention uh, the WWE. Things are fine. Things are fine. Over in the WWE. Sure, everyone's getting coronavirus and they shouldn't still be doing shows or AEW for that matter. But no, everything's fine. Well, do you consider and, and I'm, I'm asking this. I'm just kind yes. of proposing this. Oh do my you think yes, that times, yes. I'm getting married again. Okay. Oh, wait, it was something else. What were you saying? That the WWE has become a microcosm of the country itself. Yes, very much so. Because just like America, the WWE is uh, looks like it's about to collapse. 
So if we see a trend in the WWE, I don't know what that is. I, I haven't watched in a while. But then we should be able to relate that trend to a similar trend that may be coming in America as a whole. Yes, quite possibly. I saw this somewhere on social media. but Because I think it's 2020, and it is more than time for Hulkamania to start running wild. (laughs) Yeah. Freaking Hulk Hogan. Um, When his sex tape leaked, he had a lot of really bad things to say about black people. (laughs) That's why you haven't seen Hulk Hogan come back to the WWE in a while. And when he does come back, it's in Saudi Arabia. (laughs) So, just saying. Yeah. Funny! Yes. Here's a fun fact for you, okay? Okay. Uh, I think you'll like this. It is a fact that yoga on the decline here in America right now. We've done studies. Okay. And yoga is on the decline. Do you know why yoga is on the decline here in America, buddy? Because there is a new fad on its way. No, let me tell you. Um, yoga has, for the past four years, been on a steady decline in popularity. And the reason for this is because all of the boomers and Karens and assorted white people who were bending over backwards on mats on the floor are now bending over backwards to make excuses for our president's daily fuck ups. Yes. So they don't actually Uh need yoga anymore. It's like, oh, oh, the president was simply misquoted when he said all veterans were dumbasses. Oh, uh, uh, no, he didn't say that uh, John McCain was a loser. He was simply uh, talking about his joints. His joints were looser. Yeah. Trump never said he downplayed the virus. He never said that. What? There are recordings? Look, he just didn't want to panic Americans. And then seconds later at a rally, Biden is going to force everyone to suck him off. Oh, my God. He's going to kill God and set fire to everyone's Bibles. Yes. He's going to force members of the Wu-Tang Clan to come and live in your kitchen. Mm-hmm. So, so, so white people don't need yoga anymore because they have Trump. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yes. Because it, it, I, I, I still just can't believe that there are people who see the atrocities that are literally being committed and are like, yeah, I'm still going to vote for him. Like at this point in time, you know, there's no excuse for you, you know? Yeah. There's just no excuse anymore. All of the facts are out there. At this oh, point, uh, as, as far as I'm yeah. concerned, everything, everything is right in front of our faces. Nothing is being hidden at all. And we're still not doing a goddamn thing about it. 
Yeah. At least, I, I have at to least call, now I, have to I see a lot call of human resources on Monday because I haven't gotten my paycheck in the mail in two fucking pay periods now. Goddamn. Yeah, like, uh, it, at least now we're seeing a lot of people's true colors. Like this weekend, there was a Trump rally and and like there, it was one of those car parades of Trump supporters that has been happening lately in cities. And they have all, you know, it, all of their trucks are adorned with Trump flags and their honking horn. Yeah. And there's video of a bunch of the Trump supporters with windows rolled down yelling Trump 2020 white power. And it's like, oh. In 2015 and 2016, you were just saying that quietly in your head. We're yeah. saying this out loud now, yeah. are we? Oh, okay. We're being more direct about your support for Trump now, aren't we? All right, then. I'm sure everything's going to be fine. I, uh, <gasps> I, 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 I don't think anything is going to be fine. I, 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 yeah. I, I think the election is nothing but a <sighs> fucking farce now. There is no way that he's leaving office. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if every single one of us vote for Joe Biden. We have Trump, and that's all it is. And I even posted a fucking status, like, give me a good reason why he'll step down. And I, I got people giving me wishful thinking, Yeah, you know. Oh, he'll step down because Pence will pardon him. What? Well, Pence lost. Pence can't pardon him. He lost an election. Forget that. Forget. Like, just all wishful fucking thinking. There is no goddamn reason for us to believe that we are getting rid of Trump anytime soon unless we take goddamn action. Yeah. Yeah, any other country would have gotten their goddamn torches and pitchforks by now. Any yeah. other country would have done that. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're openly Daddy! killing us. They're yeah. openly killing yeah. us now. Go ahead with your buddy. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm just going to uh, wrap up Act 3. Act 1. But... I'm a little bit high. I'm a little bit high. I'm a little bit high. A little bit. A little bit. Oh yeah. A little bit. I'm pretty high. A little bit. Yeah. Um, buddy. Yes. We still have a, a a whole podcast to get to. We got Bunny versus. We've got um, Steve's historic approximations. We've got a movie to unfortunately talk about. Before we do any of that, maybe we should take a break. Should we take a break? We should take a break. All right. We will be right back with more of the Pope on Film after this. Do 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 and break. You can take Bob out of the boy, but can't take the boy out of the dress.
This year, Miramax Films takes great pride in extending to you an advance invitation to celebrate New Year's Eve at the Monsignor Hotel, where a dozen of the most unusual guests ever will check in. We have reservation. And a lone bellhop named Dead on his first day on the job. All you have to do is hold the fort and the night's cake. Okay. Is in for the night of his life. Okay, Ted, what's the problem? I haven't got a problem. I've got problems. Plural. My children are staying here tonight watching TV. Get a bottle opener. If something happens to my children, they wouldn't want to be you. The five of us are a coven. A coven of witches. An oven full of witches. A coven of witches. Tell me that's not a face you can trust. I can't handle this hotel by myself. Are you saying my wife cheats on me? I've got to get out of here. We want you to. I am not going to cut off Norman's little. Hell of a night, huh, Ted? I'm stuck in a situation here which I can possibly begin to explain. Tim Roth, Antonio Banderas, Jennifer Beals, Valeria Golino, Madonna, Ioni Skye, Lily Taylor, Marissa Tomei, and Tamlin Tomita in a new film from directors Alison Anders, Alexander Rockwell, Robert Rodriguez, and Quentin Tarantino. Four Rooms. back with more of the Popon film. Bunny! Yes. Are you ready for America's uh, hottest podcast segment, Bunny Versus, starring the incomparable Bunny Williams? Are you ready? Are you pumped? Are you amped? Are you psyched? Are you jazzed? Are you jazzed up? Are you primed? Are you amped up? Are you excited? Are you hyped? Are you hyped, Bunny? Are you ready? Are you ready to take that hill? Are you ready to synergize? Are you ready to do it? Do it! <laughs> yeah, okay. Okay. Well, then, without any further ado, it's time once again for Bunny Versus, and now here is your host, America, where the screaming doesn't stop. That should be our new catchphrase. <laughs> you know, forget the poor huddled masses because we've already beaten them down. You know, yeah. America, where the screaming never stops. Yeah, like uh, we can get it on a big sash to the Statue of Liberty, you know, so it looks like she just won Miss America, you know. Yeah, yeah, America. There's America, and then there's other countries, and then uh, the America's talking to the other countries, and America's like, oh man, 
do you guys have a homeless problem? And the other countries are like, yeah, we have a homeless problem. And, and America goes, what do you guys do to solve the homeless problem? And, and the other country said, oh, well, you know, we uh, find them homes and give them shelter and give them money and uh, take care of them until they can take care of themselves. And that's how we solve the homeless problem. It's like, oh, so not kill them? Because that's just what we've been doing. We've just been killing them and throwing yeah. them in prisons. You mean take care of them? Oh. Wow. Oh, all right then. We, we've just been stabbing them repeatedly in the stomach until they die, but yeah. treating them nice, that's weird. That's what you guys do with all this? Hmm. Okay. Can we at we've least been... can we at least hurt them a lot? Yeah. We've been throwing them into the river until they down. I mean, look, like, I'm trying to compromise here. America is so fucked up right now. Oh. So fucked up right now. America is so bad. So it how are sucks. you? You had a story. Uh, okay, so uh, first off... We can the, get back the to the America sucks later. <laughs> uh, first off, the big news, the big, the big huge news. We are no longer 1.5 stars out of 5 on iTunes, Apple Podcasts. Uh-huh. We are now 2.5 out of 5. On on Apple Podcasts. So we're going up in the world. All right. So I think that this podcast's new catchphrase should be the Pope on Film, Middle of the Road. Yes. (laughs) That's our new catchphrase, you know? (coughs) Hey, do you want a podcast that's number one at the top? Or do you want one right in the middle? Yeah. That's us. That's, yeah. The poop on film. Yeah. Really proud of that. Uh, With so, not so much a bullet as an avocado. Yeah. We're shooting. We're going. We're moving up in the world, but not up like a rocket. Up like we're at a restaurant and a piece of meat has lodged in our thorax, yeah. and we're going to choke. So someone does the Heimlich, and the piece of meat shoots out of your mouth. Yes, we're that meat. Yes, we're we- that meat. Choke on the Pope film. That's our catchphrase right there. So, something I have personal experience with. We're moving yeah. up like an old man on stairs. Yeah. The, we the are going up. Pod- yeah. Bunny and Steve choke on it. The people have spoken and have, they have given us they have given us a solid meh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so, so last Saturday, uh, Natasha and I went to a uh, dispensary, and we hadn't, I, I, I hadn't been out of the house because I've just been staying at home and teaching the kids and 
and it's been rough. And she's like, let's just go. We'll go to the store. We'll get pick up some food for dinner. We'll go to a dispensary and all that. And we were at a dispensary and they're like, hey, check it out. They've got a um, weed-infused sodas. I always wanted to try that. Let's get a soda and I'll do like a I'll bring it home. I'll do like a taste test, not put it on YouTube because I think that would, but like, I'll still do a video and uh, that'll be fun. So I got a a blue soda. They had root beer, but I didn't want to try root because like that, I felt that was going to be nasty. And there was like a, a a cola and I was like, I'm going to go with blue. Because I've tasted bad colas and I've tasted bad root beers. I've never tasted anything bad that's blue. Blue's yeah. my favorite flavor. Yeah. And and see, uh, this is why I have not tried weed ice cream, which they also sell at the dispensaries here in town. Because if you put ice cream in front of me, yes. I will eat it like ice cream. Yes. I will just eat the entire bowl and then I'll get a second bowl and then I'll eat that entire bowl and then I'll get the third bowl and I will keep eating until I am full. I won't think, Oh, I should have a little bit because I am a weakling and I should know my doses. I guzzled that fucking soda down on Saturday night. Like a soda. And that was my mistake. Your doses. Okay. I understand that. I got so fucking high. I that not only did I forget who I was. Yes. I forgot everything. Literally everything. I forgot the alphabet. I forgot what numbers were. I forgot uh, where I lived, what room I was in, in what house, in what state, in what city. I forgot what cities and states were. Yeah. I just kept thinking to myself. I spent a lot of time in Mexico. That's another country. What country am I in? (laughs) What are countries? Why do we have borders to protect us from others? Who are the others? Am I another? Who am I? Am I a human? I'm going to die? Holy shit. I'm going to fucking die. Well... No, I probably, I'm probably pretty young. I'm probably, wait, how old am I? I'm in my 40s, aren't I? Holy shit, when did I get so old? I'm going to die, honey. And Natasha's like, Steve, you're fine. And I'm like, Steve, I'm Steve? Oh, my God. And and, she, and, and Natasha's like, like, just talking. And she's like, honey, do you want me to keep talking? Or do you want me to leave? And I'm just, yes. Oh, I asked if I could read him a story. You did? (laughs) I don't remember that at all. No, you told me, just keep talking to me. So I talked to you about bullshit. And then I was like, do you want me to do a story? I was I was full of ready to grab whatever book was closest and just read it to you. And and I, I didn't remember who I was or who anybody was or that I had kids and, and then <laughs> and, and, and I, I, I thought I thought it tasted weird and I, I was just like guzzling it like a motherfucker so then I gave Natasha some sips yeah and then I and like I was like concerned handed me almost a half empty bottle 
Yeah. To take a sip. Yeah. So it, I was very I, concerned. It, it, the family got concerned when like Emerald took a sip and she's like, huh, tastes funny. And then, and then like Amber took a sip and she's like, oh, that tastes weird. Yeah. And then from their little sips, like an hour later, they got super fucking high. And they got so high that they're like, oh my God, how much did dad drink? Oh my God. <laughs> and so I'm just in the bedroom and I'm freaking out because like I'm having, I'm, I, I've gone to such a strange place yeah. that like, that, uh, I've gone to such a bad place that, like, I'm going to bed. Going to bed. Uh, everybody, I'm going to bed. And Natasha goes, "Are you going to bed because you're tired, or are you going to bed because you're tripping out?" And I was like, "Yes." And so I go to bed, and I'm laying down, but I'm freaking out because I've forgotten what sleep was. Yes. Forgot how to close my eyes i've forgotten what sleep was and i'm like what is sleep is sleep like death i'm going to die and i'm like totally freaking out and I, i've forgotten how to breathe i've forgotten how my muscles work and my legs are just like freaking the fuck out yeah. i'm like a, a river dancing under the cover i did it felt that way my, my muscles were twitching out and then so my kids start getting high and they come to check on me and and amber's like they're like dad are you okay and i'm just i go like this i go amber yes and it's like you okay dad and i'm like yes Daughter, <laughs> you are my child. And, and she's like, okay, dad. Okay, yes, I am your child. And I go, yes, Amber, uh, Emerald. What's her name? Uh, Bella and the little ones. <laughs> have little ones yes. they are asleep in this house I'm in a house where am I and it was just and, and, and I got I don't know probably around 1am or 2am but then when I woke up I woke up I'm like I gotta wake up early and watch the movie I gotta wake up. So I wake up and I sit down and I open up my computer and and Max was there like, Dad, hi. Okay, so I was playing Minecraft and I just figured out how to do the command box and look at this and I'm just go, I'm still really fucking high. Oh God, hoping <laughs> sleep would solve everything. And I'm like, Steve, calm down. Watch the movie and I watch like the first ten minutes and I'm just. I can't watch this movie right now. I can't watch this movie. Okay. I'm still really fucking high. Priorities. Kids need food. Yes. I will feed the children. And then when they are fed, then we can pass out. So okay. I'm like, Maxwell, Maxwell, you need food. Do you want me to get you food things? And he, he's like, yeah, dad. And I say, good. Come with me to the kitchen and help your father 
I don't know if I can do this right now. And he's like, oh, dad, are you sick? And I'm like, so I'm like, okay. So together we got, I, I got him breakfast with his help. And then Eleanor woke up and I'm like, Eleanor, do you want breakfast? And Maxwell was like, yes, Eleanor wants breakfast. I will help you, dad. And I'm like, yes, together we can make breakfast. So you will eat and not die. And I lay down on the couch and I'm just like, the kids have been fed. I have done my parental responsibility. I'm going to sleep for most of the day. Funny message. Message sent. Pass out. And then I wake up around two o'clock. Yeah. Tasha's there and she has coffee. The, the thing that I remember clearly is that I, I was in a really bad place. I literally forgot everything that I ever knew in my life. And Natasha was talking to me. She was also on her phone. And I kept saying, are you filming me? Don't film me. Also, do phones film? What do phones do? Do I have a phone? How do I open it? Numbers. I forgot them already. I don't know yeah. the numbers. I'll never to use my phone again because I don't know what numbers are, honey. And she goes, it's okay. It's okay. I'm here. And it was just like she was the light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. She was like a fucking angel. And I didn't know who she was. I just knew here is a beautiful woman that cares about me. We might be married. And like, she's like, honey, just lay down, go to sleep. It's going to be okay. And I just went like, like things started popping up and I just went, you're my wife. <laughs> we're, we're married. You're married to me. Why are you married to me? You're so pretty. So it was really bad, and I knew I couldn't do the podcast. So, yeah. So, uh, thank you for that. I needed a week. I needed a week. Yes, Eleanor? Yes, wait, okay? Just wait. You know, so, like. So, yeah, I needed a week. I, yeah. got, I just. I forgot. Every, I literally forgot everything I ever knew. Yeah, like no. And I had also, I, I had also taken edible, a little bit of edibles, like two hours before I started drinking the drink, oh. and so the edibles and drink just combined, and I just ate, I I went to a strange place, and it wasn't fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know, you know, take a week here, a week there, whatever, you know, it's, nobody's listening, and it's the, yeah. it's the end of the fucking world, so, I mean, yeah. you know, we have a little room yeah. to kick back a bit, I mean, yeah. it did make me have to watch Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band twice, sorry about that, but, uh, other than that, I understand. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. E edibles, e edibles, and edible stories are just fun, you know. So I have like two similar experiences. Um, one was the first time I ever tried edibles, uh, 
at the original dispensary I started in. Now, have you noticed when you when you have a couple of questions about a product, are people at dispensaries like a bit overzealous in telling you everything about it? It's it's like going to a car dealership, except the dealers are high. Yeah. Or, or, or like, or like you a just I go to a dispensary and I have questions about the edibles. They're always like, oh yeah, okay, so this is this milligrams and it's this kind of high and hey, this is great and hey, this one is great too and this one is also great. Let me tell you yeah. about this one and these ones that are more expensive. Back, these ones are also more expensive and sometimes it feels yeah like like I'm at a I'm at a car dealership that also produces the magazine High Times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's weird. I, 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 I'm bringing my jar, empty jar of edibles with me the next time because, like, like, like buying weed now has been kind of like ordering coffee. You know, I just kind of walk up to the counter and I'm like, "What do you have in a strong sativa?" Okay, I'll take an ounce of that. <laughs> you know, I'm like that's that's all there is to it. You know. But they keep the edibles locked up, so I have to talk to them about the yeah. edibles. And it's yeah. like way more information, you know, and it gets into like, well, have you tried these? And you have to try these. Like, no, I like these for these specific reasons. Yeah. So I, had, I the first time I had tried edibles were these little chocolates. It's like only like this big by this big. And it had, it was broken up into smaller squares. Each one being like a dose. So yeah. I had bought it in the afternoon or sometime. Uh, and come home. And I took two of them. Because I wanted to get pretty high. I didn't want to get just high. Which was represented by one little square. I wanted to get really high, so I took two of them. Mm, yeah. Uh, and the whole rest of the night, to whenever I had to go to bed to get up for work the next morning, I got zero high. And I felt really fucking cheated. I was like, edibles suck. So I get ready and I go to bed. Yeah. You know, and the clock goes off, and I get up, and, um, you know, I, I do not wake well. You know, I need at least an hour before. I am a fucking human, you know? Really? I don't know what's going on. I don't know things that are said to me, you know? I really need a lot of time to wake up. So I'm going through my process of getting ready through to work. Because it's just a completely rehearsed thing. So now I don't know if I am high or if I am just still waking up. Yeah. You know, because they're yeah, really similar. And no. I go through my routine and everything seems okay. I'm just, you know, fucking tired as usual. And I'm driving my way into work. And I'm like, no, wait. I'm really, really fucked up right now. 
<laughs> and like I'm having to exit off the highway to where my job is, and I'm like, holy shit. How do I do okay, I will go straight to my cubicle, log in and start working. Like that's <laughs> I'll give yeah. somebody a passing hello. I will not stop and actually talk to anybody because then they'll know. <laughs> yeah. Let's minimize the contact and just start working. Yeah. So that was one. And then the other, I, I, I ate a large marijuana candy bar called a Buddha Buddy. Hmm. And. At a later time, so had my dog, which is another story. Uh, okay. But yeah, uh, I I I was I was wasted more in the line of what you're describing from last week. I was fucking gone. I wound up puking, and it was a while till I could do anything about it. Yeah, walking was a major issue. At some point in time, I was about to vomit, but I stopped myself from vomiting because I was 100% convinced that the vomit would come out as thin potato slices. (laughs) Okay. Because two weeks ago, I had had potato stroganoff hamburger helper, and I was convinced that, like, First off, I don't remember what vomit is. Secondly, all I know is that it's going to be thin potato slices coming out. And I don't know what to do with all the thin potato slices that will be on the floor. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Really weird. But I didn't vomit because I was afraid of the potato slices that would come out of my throat. That's Bill. There's juice up on the, the 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 dry washing machine that she wants. That she can have if she wants. Yeah. Hi. Hi. Yesterday I was really proud of myself. I did my live show uh, raising little leaders and it was really good. And then after that, I acted like a real YouTuber and I recorded um six other story times for the rest of the week. So that now throughout this entire week, I don't have to come up with an idea for story time. I just have to edit the videos I've already done and put them on YouTube. So during the breaks, I'm editing videos here on the computer. And I made it a running gag. And I'm like, hey, guys, can you believe we got through the weekend and it's Monday already? It's definitely not shortly after my story time on Saturday. It is Monday. As you can see, I have changed and my background is slightly different. It's Monday. So that's my I've got a running gag throughout this entire week now starting today <laughs> with today's video. It's Sunday. It's a totally different day. So I'm really I'm really happy with that. I we we ended up we we spent all day recording story time videos, but some of them were really good. And I'm really happy with that. And it, it, you know, one last thing for me to do. During the week, I, I watched so the, I watched a few of them this week. I can't think of any of them though now, unfortunately. Yeah, 
but I've watched a few of them. You're 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 closing out of everything is fine. Yeah, is yeah. completely chilling. <laughs> I, 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 this week, this week, I started actually feeling better. So I'm switching back to Natasha dressed as a kangaroo jumping into a pool. Oh, which is that used her to be my end. Yeah. yeah. No, it's her dressed as a kangaroo jumping into a pool. So so now the way that I that I see it in my head is the ending changes depending on how I feel. Yeah. Okay. So I was having a really rough week and like we're in the apocalypse and so it's me in the room on fire. Everything's fine. Yeah. And so now feeling a little bit better, feeling more positive, getting things done. Natasha can jump into a pool dressed as a kangaroo again. Okay. Yeah, so I'm happy about that. Yeah, but that's it for me. How are you? I'm 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 trying to maintain and I I I, I like I have I have like no faith in anything. You know? Yeah. And I really don't believe a, like a, a lot of what people are saying. I like no way was Biden your fifth, sixth, seventh choice, which is the kind of a thing I hear constantly. Yeah. But now you've had some kind of come to Jesus move motion, and you're polishing his halo. You know, like like. We have to do this. There is no other fucking choice. We have to vote for him, but like that doesn't mean that he does not become a good person because there's a worse person. Yeah. You know? And it's and it's just not that. It's just like seems like all across the board we're just lying to ourselves to get to the next fucking day. Yeah, the difficult the diff the thing that pisses me off is that so many people are like, "Oh, well, you know what we have to do? We have to get out and vote. This is going to solve everything. We're going to kick him out by voting. That's they. We all need to get out and vote and do everything we can to make sure that people vote." And it's like, "Oh yeah, just like last time when he lost by over two million votes and still became our fucking president. How is voting going to solve everything this time? You know." Well, let's take it from both sides, okay? First, let's pretend that it does, okay? Let's pretend that we vote in Biden, and what I'm hearing from people is that everybody just wants to go back to fucking sleep. Let's vote Biden in, and then and then we we don't we don't we're not going to worry about anything anymore. You know? Yeah. And it's like... And it's scary. And it's scary. And at the same time, watch Trump. Watch our government. Watch what's going on. And you trust this election? 
He's literally yeah, rigging the fucking election right in front of our goddamn eyes. Where the mail is so fucked up, I can't get my goddamn paychecks. Yeah. Okay? And and it's like, ooh, that's, yeah, that's bad. He, he shouldn't do that. Fucking yeah. stop him! Fucking yeah. stop him. There's no so doubt about what he's doing. Don't tell me this is legal. Fucking stop him. So many, so many Democrats like on social media go. Uh, I, I oppose what Trump is doing. Uh, what Trump is doing is wrong. And it's like, yeah. We had elected officials who could stop him. Oh, wait, this is your fucking job. This is your job. Mm -hmm. It's ridiculous how many Democrats are just like, oh, man, what Trump is doing is bad. And Yeah. So how about we start looking at the fucking threat and treating the goddamn threat seriously and stamping out the motherfucking threat, okay? Instead of keep looking at these goddamn fucking placebos that we've been given over and over and over again that nobody wants to do a goddamn thing about. The Mueller report, the fucking impeachment, congressional hearings up the fucking ass, and here we are, genocide. Yeah. Okay? When we... Why didn't we burn this shit down when it was brown kids in cages? Okay? Yeah. That was already a fucking atrocity. Now we got another fucking atrocity. And it's not going to stop. Give me one goddamn good reason why Trump is leaving office if he loses his fucking election. And I posted that and nobody could. Yeah. And so how about we get fucking serious? Yeah, to tie everything together from the bunny verses uh, for Christmas, uh, I I went to Natasha had been having a hard time sleeping, so I went to a dispensary and I got her some edibles with melatonin to help with sleeping. And I thought, like, here you go, this this will help her. And they said, hey, you can get like a pre rolled. You know, because I don't know, it's Tuesday, it's after 6 p.m., whatever. You can get this pre-rolled for only $2 or something like that. And I'm yeah. like, well, I don't really smoke because of asthma, and I don't like actually smoking, which is why I do the edibles. On the other hand, it's like $2, fucking whatever. So I got her a pre-rolled cigarette, like a, a pre-rolled joint in like a tube, and I gave it to her for Christmas. Uh, 2019 and she said thank you for the edibles that's so nice when did you get these also why did you get me a pre-rolled cigarette because like I don't we don't smoke joints like this why did you get it and I said here's the thing again this is a this is proof of why I said here's the thing throughout 2020 there's going to be some reason for us to smoke this yeah. I don't know what 2020 store, but at one point in time, there's going to be a moment where we say shit. 
maybe we should smoke that joint we've got. Yeah. And Ruth Bader Ginsburg made us this close, this close. Once she died, we were this close. So like we had, we had the joint, we had the, the tube in our hands and we we're like, do we open this? Do we smoke it now? But we're saving it for election day. We're either going to smoke it in celebration or we're going to smoke it in sadness. Yeah. Yeah. The one part about Ruth yeah. Bader Ginsburg dying and she was an awesome woman and everything that's being said about her is totally correct. But as a country, we should be fucking ashamed. We should be as fucking ashamed to put our salvation on the on the fucking shoulders of an 87-year-old woman who's been in and out of the fucking hospital. Oh, okay, it took her to fucking up. die it, for you to realize how fucked we are? Yeah, how, how fucked up is our government that so many freedoms rested on the shoulders of an old woman? Yeah. That like one old woman dies and everyone goes, oh shit, we're all fucked now. Like, and they, and they should. Really don't let me, don't get me wrong. They should. They should be going, oh, that, look how fucked we are now. But why did it have to get this fucking far? We've been telling you for years. Yeah. Fucking ridiculous. And now we just have to hope that the people who said no to Merrick Garland will do the right thing now. I wouldn't hold my breath. Yeah. Yeah. They'll talk strong on TV and they'll write some they'll write some strongly worded letters and Trump will appoint a new justice. Uh, first off, Bunny, uh, before we end this segment, uh, I wanted to show you something because of all the people in the world, I think you will appreciate this the most. I went to a comic book store slash used bookstore and there's a, there's a part in the back where they have science fiction books and science fiction series. And then there's like this, this one part of just the oldest science fiction books imaginable. And I was going through them and they're like, oh, wow, this one's $24. Oh, this one's $32. But every once in a while, I would find one like, oh, this one's only nine. Oh, this one's only, I found one, $4. Okay. This is from 1963. The year of my birth. The Star Wasps? Yeah, no, but here's the best part. It's uh, It's two bucks. Oh, yeah. Oh. Deepest, cheapest book. Like, this is a collector's item. I got it for next to nothing. Star Wasps. Yeah, that's that's some classic pulp sci-fi shit right there. Yeah. Yeah, super cheap. Yeah, 1963. Isn't that amazing? I am in love with this. Have you, you have know, you, have I you, feel like. Have you looked for a price on it? 
Nope, not at all. Not at all. In 1963, this was 40 cents. I can tell you that. Please, but, please read it and let me know. Oh, no, I'm absolutely. I'm going to start with the Star Wasps. Yeah. And I'm just, I am absolutely in love with this. I feel like with this, I feel like, uh, what's his name? On the set of Lancer. That uh, I'm, I'm on the set of Lancer getting out my pulp novel to read. Yeah. You know? Next to the next to the little girl actress. <laughs> Love that so much. I also got a comic book. It has been a while since I got a comic book. I had to get this one. Uh, this is in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. The, uh, the Marvel Universe. This is in the Marvel Universe. This is canon now. Okay. This is a character. Ultraman. Ultraman. Ultraman, our first uh our first homework assignment. Yes. Yeah, they they release a, a promo for an upcoming episode where Ultraman is super big and on his shoulder is freaking Spider-Man. I also oh, got an upcoming kids book to read. I got an upcoming kids book to read. I was really weirded out at the fact that it was only $2, but Return of the Jedi, the Ewoks join the fight. <laughs> I am shocked that this only cost me $2. It's in perfect condition. And just look at that. Isn't that amazing? Yes. Oh, so excited. I want to live in this place. I want to live at this. Uh, oh, but this pulp, pulp, pulp sci-fi novel, two stories. I am super excited yes. to read Star Wasps. Revolt of the Energy Eaters, it says when you open it. I'm so excited. Oh, I'm in love with this uh, used bookstore. It's so fucking cool. And apparently they just have so many used books that some of them are just like, here, get this off my chest, you know? And, and, and on a similar note, just because it's books, the fuck is up with J.K. Rowling? Oh, yeah. She hates trans people. She thinks they're a danger. She is digging her own fucking grave. At, at some point, did she pull off a rubber mask or something? I don't know. I do not know. But like, like, dude, you are, you are destroying your entire career. You're destroying everything, dude. Yeah. Just fuck up. Like, goddamn, J.K. Rowling. It's fucked up. It's fucked up, is what it is. I mean, if the if the if the wizarding world was anything, it was a very liberal world. Yeah, yeah. It was a yeah. very accepting of other people, you know, and the most unlikely people become wind up becoming important people, you know, in this story. So, like, yeah. what? 
did a silicone chip go off inside your head? Well, before she started saying like really anti-trans stuff, I didn't trust her because I don't trust anyone who George Lucas is their work. And she's like, oh, I wrote all of these books. Here are all these books. Did you read all of them? Good. Okay. So Dumbledore was actually gay. And then this actually happened and that actually happened. And it's like, don't change the stuff after you've already made it. That was all that was all stuff that she wrote into the into the uh into the books afterwards. No, she she like made a big announcement that like Dumbledore Dumbledore is gay and it's like then why didn't you write that in the fucking books? Why are you telling us now? Yeah. How long after the fact? Yeah. Why are you dropping this pointless fact about well, this book? You've already written if he was gay, then you should have written him gay when you wrote the goddamn books. Don't don't Greedo shot first us. Yeah. Don't, like I don't trust people that do that. No, you're you're well, done but, with the work. You don't have to be doing it and adding it. You're done. You're but done. Stephen King completely rewrote the fucking gunslinger and re-released it. Yeah. I thought that was a shit ass move. Yep. yep. Along with making me have to buy this book fucking twice. Yep. Yeah. No, I don't like that. I read both of them. Yeah. I don't like that. I was really proud that once I got my super expensive Snape costume in the mail, that the first thing I did was I'm gonna I'm gonna do like a pro trans message in my Snape costume. Okay. And then I put it on like Facebook and Twitter and all this shit. And I'm like, here you go. This is the first thing I'm going to do with my Snape costume. I was really proud of that. Uh, I wanted us to. Dr. Vornoff's castle might be a good backdrop for that. If you're going to green screen. That's good thinking. Yeah. I do. I absolutely do. Yeah. No, I love my green screen. I could get a couple of shots. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good idea. Because then you would be in someplace dungeon-y. Yeah. Yeah. The only green screen stuff I can do is on Zoom, and it's not the best quality. Yeah. Yeah, because I don't have the, the technology. Don't have that knowledge. <laughs> this weekend, I might go into the drive-in, drive-in theater. That's like an hour and forty-five minutes away. It, we don't, we haven't been there in years because it's just so far. But also, they're showing Rocky Horror Picture Show this Friday and Saturday, and I, I, I kind of have to go. Yeah, you know, I kind of, I, I have to fucking go. Yeah, I. Even if I'm driving myself home at like midnight and not getting home until like 2 a.m., I kind of have to do that. I don't know, man. That's how can you stay in your car? I mean, that sounds uh, that sounds like a really good place. I hate to say this, but that sounds like a really good place for a party to break out. Like, I, I don't know yeah. how I could stay in my car and watch how it and not try to interact with other people. Yeah. 
How do you socially distance Rocky Horror? I didn't think about that. That's yeah. interesting. That is interesting. You know? Yeah, I don't know if I could stay in my car the whole time. Yeah, I'd, I'd want to move around and all of that sort of stuff. Yeah. I want to wear fishnets and say hello. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, how you doing? You like this movie? I like this movie too. Like the fishnets? Yeah. They're kind of yeah. snug. <laughs> yeah. I think this has been a very good bunny versus. We've tackled a ridiculous amount of topics. Yes, we have. Yes, yeah. We have. And still have not scratched the surface. No, we have not. No, we have not. So we're still in search of a new catchphrase. Yes. Uh, to end the show out with. So I'm going to go with Ted Cruz smells like tuna. Nice. Until nice. next week, this has been Bunny Versus. And cut on that. And cut on that. Bunny! Yes! If you're like me, then you're no doubt a big fan of this podcast, The Pope on Film. I mean, who is it nowadays in this day and age? Uh, but only real fans, true hardcore fans, would know uh, two things about us. Two undeniably, totally, really real and not made up on the spot facts about the two of us, America's hottest will they or won't they couple, Bunny and Steve. The first fact, which is about you, is the fact that you, Bunny, write Sonic the Hedgehog erotic fan fiction in your spare time. So tell us, Bunny, what Sonic the Hedgehog erotic fan fiction are you working on now? Well, it, it, it had to come, the crossover that Sega fans have always been looking forward to. Um, Sonic sees and becomes infatuated with Kirby the Green Puff. Uh, yes, and and it's it's a very it's a very sweet love story between a anthropomorphic hedgehog and an anthropomorphic pastry. Okay. Uh, no. But when they come together, my God, does it get hardcore, man? That Sonic, you know, he knows how to use that speed. Okay. Let's just say it's one dick. It feels like three. Okay. That's yeah. 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 Nice, nice, nice. I'm sure a lot of people are going to like that. And the second thing that you would it's, know about me called, is that I'm a lover it's of history. It's called Grandma's Gone to Heaven. Sorry. Thank you. Thank you. I was wondering what the title was. Thank you. That ties everything together. That ties it all together. 
And the second thing that you would know about me is that I'm a lover of history. I love it, but I'm also a storyteller. So this is what I like to do at this point in the podcast. I like to get a story from the history books, maybe one that not a lot of people know, and reword it via my own unique storytelling style. So get ready for some more educationally uneducational fun with Steve's Historic Approximations! Or shap, as I like to call it, repeatedly, annoyingly, whether anyone wants me to or not. Personally, I like the name shap. It's short and powerful. It's the Dumbo of podcast segments, except here on Bunny Versus, where we know to not have racist crows on the show. So, yes. Um, one step above the podcast. One of one our few above. rules. Yeah. 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 So, anywho, this week on the old Shappity Shap Shap, we will be discussing the interesting story of King Alexander of Greece, a king who died in such a strange way, such a bizarre way, such a strange way for a king to die, that his death oftentimes overshadows his strange life and his interesting path to becoming king. So here is the story. We like this story. So it's the early 1900s in Greece, and people are starting to get really annoyed with the fact that we have a monarchy. Greece had kings and queens and all of that junk, and people were like, holy shit, Greece has kings? We have kings? In 1901, 1910, we got freaking kings? In Greece? This is, why do we have kings? This is confusing. Like, can't we rule ourselves? And their government was like, sorry, no can do. Now bow to King Constantine. So that's King Constantine the first, specifically. He started ruling in 1913 after his father was assassinated. Uh, his father... King Constantine's father, who was assassinated, King George I, ruled for 50 years, and he was super popular. Everyone loved King George I in Greece and his 50-year reign. He was super popular, and he helped the people, and Greece got a lot more land, and they were loving it. And then all of a sudden, he's assassinated. Boom! He's dead, and King Constantine takes over. King Constantine had some problems. Uh, right from the bat. For starters, World War I broke out. And let me tell you what I love about World War I, Bunny, the name. Because yeah. they were like, oh, this is the war to end all wars. The ultimate war. And then some marketing executive said, yeah, that sounds fine. But let me, let me, let me tell you this. What if we call it World War I? That way, it leaves it open for a sequel. Yeah. That was smart thinking. It's like, oh, yes, we're in a war. Oh, what is that? Oh, it's World War One now. Okay, World so this is World War One. We can leave it open in case World we want to do a second or third. World War One was the war that was, that, that was huge that none of us now know what the fuck it was about. Uh, Archduke Ferdinand, yes. Franz Ferdinand, was assassinated, and people were like, uh, someone killed Franz Ferdinand? Well, shit, I guess we're going to start buying the Dutch? 
Because <laughs> that's what you do. The man gets assassinated, I guess. So the government of Greece, the 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 Grecian government, was all, hey, we're going to be neutral through this first world war. That's going to be our thing. We're going to okay. be neutral because. This war has nothing to do with us. We don't even know what this war is about. We're not a part of it. Why should we send our young men to go die in this war that we're not a part of? Exactly. We're going to be neutral. Archduke who? We're going to be neutral. Yeah. So, like, this has nothing to do with us. We're going to be neutral. But King Constantine... So, basically, basically Greece said, my name is Paul. This between y'all. Yeah, but then King Constantine pulled a Kanye West. King Constantine rushed the stage and was all, yo, 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 Greece, I'm happy for you. I'm going to let you finish, but I'm a distant relative to Kaiser Wilhelm, so let's go help the Germans? (laughs) So that's my position as king. I know that you guys don't want to fight, but... Uh, the German guy who's killing people, he is kind of a relative, and you know what it's like when a relative asks you for a favor, so let's be Nazis. We're going to be Nazis. Greece, Nazis. Let's go help the Germans. What do you say? And so that wasn't the most popular idea in Greece. Eventually, Constantine ditched his pro-Germany stance. He listened to the people of Greece, and he and they did remain neutral. But the king wasn't happy about it. Like, fine, I guess we won't kill people and be neutral. But just to let you know, I'm not happy about it. I was really <laughs> excited about killing. Fine, I guess if you don't want to kill people, then there was the time when the people of Greece peacefully protested new taxes. So uh, King Constantine I was like, there's going to be new taxes. And the people were like, we don't like that. Let's make signs and we will march and we will peacefully protest and we will let King Constantine know that we do not like these new taxes. And Constantine was like, okay, you guys are peacefully protesting. That's fine. Hey, army, fucking kill them. Yeah. Just fuck them up. Just, just fuck them up, fuck them all up. It's like, dude, King Constantine, chill out. Donald Trump, basically, he pulled a Trump before Trump was able to pull a Trump. Yeah. So King Constantine wasn't a popular guy. In fact, he was so unpopular that Greece burst its Bernie Sanders. In the beginning of the 1900s, in the form of a man whose name is Eleftherios Eleftherios Venizelos, which is way too complicated for an ignorant American such as myself. So we're cutting the entire name off except for the end, just the tip. So... uh, Eleftherios Venizelos is now for the rest of this segment just going to be Zelos. Zelos, the Greece Bernie Sanders. Zelos rises to popularity. He's like, you know what? The people are saying it. The. uh, That's pretty. 
the the people are saying it. The people are saying it. The king's not listening to it, but I'm just going to say it. You know what? Screw the goddamn monarchy. Let's just be a democracy. That's what we kind of are already, except for this fucking king that's over here and messing everything up. So he starts the Liberal Party in Greece. So suddenly Greece has a Liberal Party. And uh, Zelos was such a voice for democracy that he's voted the prime minister a whopping eight times. So Zelos is the prime minister of Greece. So another war of breaks out in Greece between King Constantine and our man Zelos the 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 grease bernie sanders um this was such a big fight that it it, in greece it's called the national schism because because it was it, it was straight down the line it was the king and the ruling class and the rich and the powerful and the politicians versus our man zelos and uh you know greek bernie sanders and the liberals and who are like let's just it's fucking ridiculous that greece has a monarchy let's rule ourselves and this his liberal followers took over the nation they they stormed the palace and they took king constantine and they exiled his ass to switzerland they lost the palace be a democracy whether anybody fucking wants us to or not we're gonna be a democracy here king constantine fuck you send him to switzerland you're banned and now but here's the thing it wasn't instant democracy in greece because zelos was all okay i got a crazy ass idea Okay, the way that our uh, government is set up, it's it's 100 percent monkey and we can't just instantly change that. So here's my idea. Yeah, we keep the king. But as a figurehead, but I'll be in charge. So they go to the oldest son of King Constantine and they're like, hey, uh, George. Would you like to be a fake king? You can wave at parades and you can, uh, I don't know, cut ribbons. You won't have any power. I'll have power, but we still kind of want to keep a king. You know, it's, you know, because people still want a king. So you'll be a king of sorts and I'll be in charge. Uh, And George was all like, I want to be king. But like with no power, fuck no. Send me to Switzerland. I'm going to go hang out with my fucking dad. So uh, he he went to Switzerland to go hang out with his dad. So they went to the second son, whose name was Alexander, and asked him if he wanted to be a so-called king. And, and Alexander said, yes. Okay. So began the reign of King Alexander of Greece. The king who became king because they kicked out the first one and the second one didn't want it. So thankfully there was a second son. And so he was king for a little under three years until his bizarre death that was so strange and out of nowhere that you would never guess how he died, Bunny. You would never guess how King Alexander of Greece died. It's so weird. He was 
a part of a turtle attack. I kind of want to say you're close. You know how 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 bunches of turtles will suddenly swarm and go through a town. Okay, the crazy thing is you're like this close. Well, well, no, you're this. You're in the ballpark. Okay. So King Alexander becomes king, and he's there. Ah, yes. Now, finally, I am as my first order of business as your king. I decree that. But Zelos, Greek Bernie Sanders, is like, um, I thought we explained this. You're not really king. You go shake hands and kiss babies. Uh, that's like your power. That's it. Is to look pretty and to wave at people. Yeah. But until we need you for a parade or some shit, stay in your castle. In fact, we're gonna lock it up. So he was he was under house arrest. He was like the the brand new king that also can't leave his castle. Okay. So he was king, but he was also prisoner. Very uh, countermanding. Alexander, Christo. though, he was, yeah. But Alexander, though, he was really. He didn't like being a king, but he was upbeat, and he tried. He's like, it's, he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm a prisoner, but I'm still king. Hey, I like the people. You people are nice. I'm gonna represent you as best as I can, and try and represent my dad as best as I can. He was known for being so I don't give a fuck that zealous people were all. Uh, excuse me, Your Highness, you to pass this law, which states that. Uh, King Alexander would just grab it and go, whatever, rubber stamp, boom. Next, he wouldn't even read what laws he was passing because he didn't care. Because he knew, like, I'm not really a king. You want me to pass whatever? Fucking fine, that's fine. He, yeah. And he would sign it without even reading it. The thing that he's most known for, King Alexander of Greece, besides his bizarre death, is a few years before being king, he was at a party and he met a commoner a woman named Aspasia, and okay. they started dating in secret for years. He hid it. He, uh, Alexander hid it from his dad, from his brother, from everybody. That like here's this rich noble king, prince, whatever the fuck, and he's dating just this regular woman who lived in a fucking hut or whatever the fuck you know, in the poor side of town. And they dated in secret for a long time. So he's king, and he's like, there's got to be something I can do. Fuck it. So King Alexander wrote his exiled dad and said, hey, so I've got a secret. Let me tell you about it. And he tells his dad all about his girlfriend, and he's like, yeah, so I've had this commoner girlfriend for a long time. We're in love. We've been dating for years. I'm going to marry her. And the former king was all like, well... Look, son, it's 1917. There's a war going on. Also, as Donald Trump can tell you, 1917 is when the great pandemic of 1918 happened. So now's not a good time for you to be dating a commoner. But King yeah. Alexander was all like, you know what? I'm finally can't do anything. This was the straw. And he's like, Squip. I'm going to go. I'm going to sneak out of the castle. I'm going to marry her in secret. And Zelos and all of his people found him and caught him and brought him back. It's like, you can't marry a commoner. You're the king. Even if even if you're a puppet king, you can't marry a commoner. So get back in your castle. He tried it three times. He, okay. his, his new mission in life was to sneak out of the castle and try and marry a common woman. 
And uh, finally, on the third attempt, he did successfully get married to this woman. And it was a huge scandal. It was a massive scandal. The government and Zelos, Greek Bernie Sanders, refused to give her a title queen on account of the scandal. Oh, my goodness, a king marrying a commoner. So, okay, that brings us to the strange, tragic death of Alexander. Okay? So this is how he dies. This is how he dies. Okay. Um, so King Alexander is like, he, he goes to leave his castle. And the people who are in charge of making sure he stays in the castle are like, you can't leave the castle. And he's like, yes, like I'm, I'm walking my dog. That's all I'm doing. This is my dog. His name is Fritz. I'm going to walk my damn dog. You're telling me I can't walk my damn dog? all I'm doing. I'm going to walk my damn dog. What, what's going to happen? When all I'm doing is just walking my dog, okay? And they're like, fine. You can walk him around the grounds. That's fine. So he's walking his dog, Fritz, around the yeah. garden. And they're walking and walking and walking. Suddenly, he finds a Barbary macaw. Okay. This is a type of, this is a type of monkey. So a monkey shows up. And the monkey starts fucking with Fritz the dog. Okay. The monkey's like, oh my god, that's a dog. I haven't seen a dog before. I'm gonna fuck that dog up. And the monkey's like attacking the dog. And the dog's like, I don't know what the fuck a monkey is. I didn't know we had monkeys in Greece. What the fuck? I guess I'm gonna fight it. And King Alexander is like, oh, my God, what the fuck? My dog is fighting a fucking monkey. I guess I got to fucking stop this. So he gets a big-ass stick, and he's trying to separate him. And he's like, Fritz, get down. Get down, Fritz. And you, Barbary macaw, whatever, you fucking get away. Well, apparently, this Barbary macaw was part of a couple. And there was another there was another bigger mar- uh, Barbary macaw monkey that was watching from the sidelines. And that monkey was all like, oh, my God, that guy with a crown has a stick and is beating up my wife. Okay. I'm going to fuck that guy up. So this big ass monkey attacks the king and starts biting the shit out of his legs. <laughs> This monkey is just like, let go of my fucking monkey wife, you motherfucker. And it just starts scratching the, the leg and biting the leg and fucking up the leg. And the king's like, ah, get out of here, Barbara McCall. You're fucking up my leg and hitting this big monkey with the stick. And then the other monkey is like, oh, my God, you're hitting my husband. I'm going to fuck up your other leg. And suddenly the king is just attacked by these monkeys. And there's this big monkey fight, monkey versus king. And they're fucking up this the king. And the king finally escapes and goes back to his castle, and his legs are all fucked up, and he's like, my legs are fucked up, but hey, we have the best medical, uh, get medical help for this, right? In 1917? Well, three weeks later, he dies of sepsis. From the monkey attack. I now, was fucking Here's the close. scandalous part. And I must admit, attacked by monkeys is better. Here's, here's a historical scandal. Some historians say that the monkeys didn't attack the dog. 
That's a dog attacked the monkeys. Oh. But here's the here's the here's the craziest part of the story. Now Greece is without a king. The king has died. Yes. And so Zelos goes, oh shit, what do we do now? And so Zelos goes to George, the oldest son. And, and like, hey, uh, your brother, King Alexander, died. Oh, how did he die? In battle, bravely? Like, well, he fought two monkeys, but that's beside the point. The point is, is that in, now we're without a king. So, hey, George, do you want to be king? And George said, um, not when my fucking dad is still alive. He's right there. He's, yeah. he's right next to me. So, so uh Meanwhile, King Constantine is like in Switzerland skiing to Coco, and he's like, hey, I heard you guys need a king. So amazingly, they brought King Constantine back. Oh he was beloved God. because like, oh, King great. It's like a retro thing. Great. I love it. And he was treated as a hero. Like, hooray! We got King Constantine back. Really bizarre to see like King Constantine the First, King of Greece from 1907 to 1912, and then a period we don't talk about, and then he was king again from 1917 to 19-whatever-the-fuck. Like, it's so weird to see a king who was king from this time to this time, and also this time to this time. Yeah. You know? That doesn't happen, but it happens. Constantine first. He came back because his son got into a monkey fight. <laughs> Weird shit. Monkey story fight. of King Constantine. Yeah, I love the story of King Alexander of Greece. And like so many people focus on the fact that he died in a monkey fight. They forget the whole weird thing about his dad fighting liberals being being uh, exiled and then his dad coming back. Real weird. And yeah. When is so King Constantine, King Constantine the first came back and the people were like, "Oh, King Constantine is back. We love him. We're so excited that King Constantine is back." And they're like, "Yes, thank you, thank you. I am back." And guess what? I'm back on my bullshit again. Okay, <laughs> so we're gonna go. And we're gonna start killing people, and I'm gonna start killing protesters. And so eventually, they're like, "Shit, we gotta exile him again." Yeah. So, so they came out twice. He came twice and was kicked out twice for basically a bunch of the same shit. That is yeah. literally a Monty Python sketch. Yeah, basically, basically, yeah. You know, monkey fight. Well, yeah. Yeah. So that's the story of King Alexander of Greece. I love it. And I am shocked that more people don't know the story because this is fucking hilarious. Yes. I, I love the idea of uh, Eleftherios Venizelos, the 1907 Greek Bernie Sanders. Yes. No, I just love the. Can a son of a bitch get a euro? <laughs> Top of my head, but like if I had more time to think about it, I could have done something better. But 
It's really sad that 1% of people in Greece get 99% of the euros. This has to change. I'm asking you to distribute the euros fairly. Yeah, yeah. That's my that's my Greek Bernie Sanders impression. It's it's okay. Yes, euros, 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 euros. So that's it. That's it for uh, Steve's historic approximations this week. Next week, yes. I will actually be telling story of the Beatles' response to this week's movie. Oh, a story that I found that was so freaking hilarious that I want to snap. But it's hilarious. The Beatles didn't like the movie. But one of them had some nice things to say. One of them had some nice things to say. And another one of them was forced to watch this movie twice. We're going to be talking about that. Yes. Force. Force. They're one of the four Beatles was forced to watch this movie twice. Okay. That to be absolutely fascinating. <laughs> so join us next week for more historic fun with Steve's historic approximations. And cut on that, Bonnie. Yes. Uh, there you go. Get down. Uh, we still have a movie to discuss. Uh, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Aerosmith kicked ass, but okay, we, that's beside the point. The, the point is, we still have a movie to get to, but maybe we should take a break before we do. Should we take a break? We should definitely take a break. All right. We will be right back with more of the Pope on Film after this. Wow. 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 Alright, break. Mom, Bob's a big girl now. He can put on his own dresses. The fiendish Dr. Wu. I should have known it was you. Your knowledge of scientific biological transmogrifications is only outmatched by your zest for kung fu treachery.
back with more of the Popon film. Act three, buddy. One of the darkest act threes in Popon <laughs> film history. Yes, Bunny, my friend, it is time once again for all of us here at the Pope on Film Podcast to casually stroll on down to the third and final act of the show. And for the uninitiated among you out there, the third act is wherein we finally and eventually get around to discussing our low-cost, same great taste, now with 30% less poison, movie of the week! And this week... Look, this one's on me. All right. Okay. My bad. Okay. I thought it was I, the concept. And I want to say. Was, I want to say. I liked yesterday. I even liked Across the Universe. I even liked I Want to Hold Your Hand. What the fuck was yeah. this? I don't know. Um, I have a theory as to what this is, and we will get to that near the end of the discussion, and I am super proud. I have figured out what this is. Okay. I have nailed it. I know exactly who he is. Okay. So, well, it's the my death of disco was, for one. <laughs> yes, absolutely. The concept was that we had so much fun with our summer long tribute to the late Fred Willard that we needed to watch something truly bad to cleanse the palate that we sometimes watch movies that we like and sometimes watch movies that we hate, but we had so much fun throughout May and June and July and August that we needed to punish ourselves now. Yes. Yeah. Self-flagellation by a film. So, my bad, it's my bad that we're discussing the 1978 musical bomb known as, sadly known as, Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band, and yes. I miss the Fred Wilmeter. I'm going to say, yes. I miss it. I miss, there you well, go. You okay, can mute the video. Okay. You can, still, <laughs> you can still do it. It'll just be zero a lot. Yes, but I was really proud to see that the guy who delivers the telegraphs in the city of Heartland, it, I was like, that old guy, it's weird because this is 1978 and this guy's really old, but I swear to God, I've seen that old guy before. Yeah. And sure enough, he was the old, nearly catatonic rich guy uh from best in show okay and i was really like oh my god uh, there's a fred willard connection to this week's movie i was really proud of that yes anyway bunny what are as i like to 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 recently start off the discussion what are your preliminary thoughts on this week's film <laughs> Well, again, it, 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 if if this movie achieves any one thing that I could give it credit for, I would say that this movie pretty much single-handedly killed Disco. Yeah. Uh, 
my parents saw this movie and liked it. I mean, this movie screams untalented hacks. The the thing that killed me was that I got sick of this film exactly 19 seconds in. Okay. Because we open up at the the French town of Flu de Coupe. And that's such a horrible fucking pun to open a movie with that it's like, oh, guess I better buckle up for bullshit. Because... We've got a full movie of this. <laughs> and the thing that blows my mind is that it's such an odd film because on paper, when you look at the facts, when you look at the statistics, yes. on paper, this film is a fucking winner. This is yeah. a winner. Oh my God, yes. George Burns himself was hot as hell at the time. The Oh God movies were huge. Book two. Oh yeah, I remember all of those. I remember the that body switching movie he did. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. He was seventeen again. Yeah, seventeen again was great. Yeah. Like. This is a winning idea in theory. This is a 1970s. That's the fucking Bee Gees and Peter Frampton. I mean, at that time, you're talking Beyonce level and shit. Yeah, I got a story. I got a story about that. Originally, when they started the film, here, Peter Frampton, here is your dressing room. And here the Bee Gees, here is your one dressing room. And the Bee Gees were like, we're kind of starring in the film. You think we could get three trailers? Apparently this is my Bee Gees voice. I don't fucking know. Could we get three trailers? Because there's three of us. And they're like, no, you're the Bee Gees. You get one trailer. But like a few weeks into the filming of the movie, like a week or two into the filming of the movie, fucking Saturday Night Fever came out. Yeah, and and like that was such a big deal. That's that the Bee Gees arrive on set and they're like, Barry, here is your dressing room. More, here's your trailer, Maurice. Here is your trailer, and here is your trailer. The third one. Yes. So, so yeah, uh, Saturday Night Fever was such a huge hit that they went from getting the Bee Gees trailer to separate trailers, and I thought that that was interesting. So yeah, this is them at like peak bejicity, yes. you know. So so, nineteen seventies glam rock disco opera starring the biggest names of the seventies and Donald Pleasance. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And the music is all from the goddamn Beatles. Yes. And I I went and I saw the movie yesterday in theaters. I saw it two or three times, and I'm like, I like this movie. And I got on Twitter, and I said, I liked the movie yesterday. And some rando on Twitter is like, do you like the movie yesterday, or do you just like the music of the Beatles and are willing to sit through an unfunny movie just to hear those songs again? And I'm like, damn, motherfucker. You really got me questioning my love of the movie yesterday. But I dare say that I like the movie yesterday because yeah. this has 
two times the music of the Beatles that yesterday does, and I hate this piece of shit. You know? I I uh, I I really do like yesterday. I like yes yesterday a lot. But it's one of those Oh my god, Jeannie's making bread pudding. It looks great. But uh it's it's very much by the premise by the movie kind of movie to me because the whole lie which was basically the premise of yesterday was not needed. Yeah. The story of hey, I fell off my bike, hit my head, and now I remember a band that all of you people have forgotten. Here's some of their songs would have achieved the same ends. Yeah, I, 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 I just feel that the movie builds and builds and builds and builds and builds and builds and builds and, builds and oh shit, we don't have a good way to end this. Let's just kind of end it and the end. Yeah, you know, I, I feel that that the movie is really good until the ending because they just wrote themselves into a corner. And like, there's no good way to end this movie that you've built up and up and up. But but um, the premise that they give me is still enjoyable. Yeah, I would much rather discuss yesterday than discuss Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club. Right. Look at them behind you. Look at them. Look at them behind you. Good Christ, what are those outfits? Bob Mackie all over it. If cigarettes don't exist in his new universe, how many more people are alive? I think about that a lot. And and again, also keep in mind that Rob Stigwood was like the the David Geffen of his fucking day. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, so like, yeah. On paper, this is a great film. Alice Cooper, Steve Martin, the BGs, Earth, Wind, and Fire, George Burns, Peter Frampton, Aerosmith, still high. Yes. Uh, this all sounds amazing, and then the music is arranged and recorded and directed. The music is done by the George Martin. Yes. Who, who, so this all sounds great, but apparently the devil's in the details because this is a close to unwatchable film. This is a difficult movie. It, it, I mean, come on, man. If you are professional singers and performers, how do you not bury a Beatles song? I mean, I mean, I swear it was all garage band level. It was like, like. How many people were in the committee trying to figure out how to rip the so the heart and soul out of Beatles songs? Yes, I am so glad that you mentioned that because let's take a look at reviews. I've got Rotten Tomatoes popped up right here. Let's discuss some reviews of this week's movie, shall we? The yes. first review is so freaking great from Casey Summers of the Washington Post. Frampton sings the Beatles songs, quote, as they've never been sung before, it says in the press release. Well, yes, they have been, as a matter of fact, and better. So I love that review. <laughs> uh, let's, 
from Variety, a totally bubblegum and cotton candy melange of garish fantasy and narcissism. Yes. This crass moral pantomime is plain and embarrassing. I love this review from the St. Louis Post-Dispatch. It says, quote, not available. Whoa, Whoa. savage AF. Damn, call yeah. St. Louis Post-Dispatch. Uh, oh, the New York Times. Not our favorite uh, savage film critic, but Janet Maslin from the New York Times said, this isn't a movie. It's a business deal set to music. <laughs> yes. That's really good. That is that is that is a great freaking movie review, Bunny. Why don't you? This should be easy. Uh, why don't you uh, try and uh, walk us through the plot of this week's movie? <laughs> okay, so there was there was uh, Sergeant Pepper who was uh, fought the Greek King Alexander and was killed. Uh, yes. And then they decided, well, let's pick another new Sergeant Pepper and Lonely Hearts Club band. So George Burns went and got these four guys who were really, really popular at the time. <coughs> but somebody stole the magical weapon, the magical instruments, and they had to go and find the magical instruments. Basically, they would show up someplace, somebody would sing a song, and then they would show up someplace else. I'm, I'm confused as to how a white man dies and they make a wind, wind chime yeah. in his business, which comes to life, but when it does, he's a black man. I don't understand that. Um, but I don't know a lot about wind chime magic. It, this movie... Well, but in specifically, it's Billy Preston, who has always been was, said to be the fifth Beatle. He's one of seven people who was the fifth Beatle. I, I, I mentioned that Natasha watched a little bit of the end, and I'm like... It, it, yeah, he, he's the only person who actually, you know, played an instrument in a Beatles album that was in that is in this movie. Yes. This movie. It's difficult to say what is wrong with the movie. In many ways, this movie is a golden corral. All you can eat restaurant. Because there's, cause there's not just one thing wrong. No. No. There's a lot wrong. Um, first off, the Bee Gees aren't the fucking Beatles. Yeah. One of the things, one of the things that I have identified as being wrong is is something that I can't believe the Bee Gees were able to be done, but they've kind of personified the phrase. Well, that sounds really stupid when you sing it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I almost downloaded the Earth, Wind, and Fire song, though. 
Yeah. That they're only they're only uh two there was a movie review that said that there are only uh three things good about this film. Earth, Wind and Fire, Aerosmith, and Steve Martin, and it's like not even Steve Martin. He's fucking horrible. What is his deal in this? He's talking oh. all weird, walking all weird, and like, was he high too? Because like, he's annoying the shit out of me in this movie. <laughs> yeah. Like, what even is his deal in that song? Um, but fucking Peter Frampton isn't Paul or John. No. I hope to never see Donald Pleasance dance ever again. And no. it's obvious it's obvious that like, okay, we want you to sing this song. We want you to sing this song. We want you to sing this song. And Donald Pleasance is like, okay, bring it on. And uh, you know what? You know what? I, I don't want you to sing. Uh-huh. What I want you to do, this is what I want you to do. I want you to sing talk. Yes. And that's what you say to someone with a horrible singing voice. Yes. You go, I, you know what? I, I don't want you to sing. What I want you, I want you to sing talk. Can you do that? Just, just say, I want you. I want you so bad. Oh, perfect. There you go. You got the part. Wonderful. Uh-huh. Another big achievement for this movie that I think should not be overlooked is that uh, this is the first movie that has actually brought scent to the silver screen because you could smell Aquanet riffing right off this movie. Absolutely. Absolutely. 100%. 100%. Amber came in and saw the mean Mr. Mustard scene when it gets all techno kooky cringe and Amber said, I don't know what you're watching, Dad, but this looks like cats and I got really upset because it's like, yes. I, got, I got pissed and it's like, Parts of Cats are fucking beautiful. <laughs> Cats is at least fun to look at. This movie looks like you you ate a bunch of jelly beans and then vomited. This movie looks like this movie looks like a migraine feels. Well, it's it, it, but it, but there are definitely comparisons to be made to Cats because. Again, the musical numbers in that movie just fall fucking flat. Absolutely. Absolutely. And these are Beatles songs they're making. For, you know, I'm sorry. Andrew Lloyd Webber is no Beatles. Okay? Yes. And yes. these are Beatles songs that they're making fall flat. Yeah. Uh, there are only two things that are good about this movie. Earth, Wind, and Fire. I love that. The song that they do, uh, what, Got to Get You Into My Life? Yeah, they did a good performance. Yeah, it, uh, that hit, like, number nine on the Billboard charts at the time, and it was it was like a minor hit for Earth, Wind, and Fire. And I just love the fact that, like, that, like, here are a bunch of black dudes that we saw in uh, last October during our black exploitation marathon, just saying, okay, here's a Beatles song and we're going to make it our own. Yes. You know, so many times in this film, people are doing cover songs and it's like, Oh, I automatically know what that one is, but no, uh, we are going to do a cover of an, of a Beatles song, but earth, wind and fire said, we're going to take this Beatles song and make it an earth, wind and fire song. Yes. 
You know, and I really appreciated that. And also, Aerosmith is still on drugs. And I'm yes. not I'm not saying that drugs are good. Well, in this period, this period is also where Aerosmith is just like starting to break through for yeah. the first yeah. time. Yeah. I'm not saying that drugs are good. You don't like drugs? That's all I got. That's all I mean. What I'm saying is there's a difference in quality between Dream On yeah. and Looks Like a Lady. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, but this is a strange hottest. So, so this is my theory about this film. I, I think I nailed it. Okay. So this film is a strange hodgepodge of characters that appear and disappear and strange names and bizarre songs and inexplicable cameos and scenes that are completely different from one to the other. And it's difficult to explain what this movie is. How do you explain how weird this movie is? And that's when I nailed it. Okay. I nailed it. Honey. I know what this is. Uh, it, how would the beginning go? It doesn't matter. Let's just skip to the title. This movie is The Bee Gees Holiday Special. <laughs> and Peter Frampton has to get the Bee Gees back to their home planet in time for Life Day. I'm yes. surprised Harvey Corman wasn't in this three times. Are you sure Harvey Corman wasn't in this three times? I don't know. I honestly do not know. But 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 yeah no this is a made for TV variety special. Oh God As yes. Said, let's turn it into a movie to try and make more money. That's what this is. This is just a goddamn seventies variety special. Uh-huh. Is all this is. This is exactly the Bee Gees variety holiday special. That is exactly what this is. Yes. And, and, and I'm really proud of that. Also, it, let's just let's just go over the numbers because I wrote this down. Let's go over the numbers. This film should not be called Sergeant Pepper. This film should be called Abbey Road. Yes. Because um, every song from Sergeant Pepper is in this movie except for two songs, Within You and Without You, Because Ew, <laughs> and Lovely Rita, which they just couldn't find a, a way to use it, but is one of my favorite Beatles songs from Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. And then, uh, so there are 13 tracks on Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band, minus two, that's 11 songs from Sgt. Pepper. But this movie also uses Come Together, Maxwell Silverhammer, Oh Darling, I Want You, So Heavy, Here Comes the Sun, Because You Never Give Me Your Money, Mean Mr. Mustard, Polythene Pam, She Came In Through the Bathroom Window, Golden Slumber, and Carry That Weight. That's 12! Yes. There are more Abbey Road songs than Sgt. Pepper songs in the movie Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band, and that just pisses me off. Yes. <laughs> Obviously. So, okay. So, what happened was, was this guy, uh, Stigwood, what's his nuts? Yes. Rob Stigwood. He had Rob he- Stigwood. Yes, he bought the rights to 29 random Beatles songs, and he's like, I got Beatles songs, we got to do something with it. And originally he was like, I don't know, we can put it on Broadway. We'll do a fucking Broadway musical, whatever. 
We'll do we'll do it as a musical. So he he was like, I need to write a script. I've never written a script before. I need to find someone to write a script. So we found a guy, Henry Edwards, and he's like, Henry, here, you write this script. And not surprisingly, Henry said, but I've never written a script in my life. Okay. And Sigwood said, yes, but I read a paper you wrote about musical theory and the Beatles so you understand their music so you write the screenplay and Henry Edwards said okay again I don't know how to write a screenplay but I'll take a crack at it and so he came up with this film so it's not surprising that the person who wrote this movie had never written a script before in his life but whatever originally they wanted kiss to play the future villain band but kiss and i love this story kiss said we are not going to be in this film because being in this film will tarnish our reputation why should we be oh, a small part in a movie about another band when we can star in our own movie? That's what we're doing. We will not do Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. Instead, we will make our own film about us. And we've got superpowers. And we're fighting guys and so it's ridiculous to think that kiss said we're not going to be in sergeant pepper that will ruin our image kiss meets the phantom of the park Bafo. yes yeah fucking love that so much there's only one person who gets a pass in this movie okay and and that's alice cooper who is horrible in this yes Number one, he doesn't look like himself. Number two, he's barely singing. He's like screeching. He's like this weird cult member, whatever fucking thing. It's a horrible number, and it's really bad. And I got excited when I thought of Alice Cooper doing a Beatles song. That's going to be awesome. And then you see it, and it's like, oh, that's him? I thought that was a depressed Frank Zappa. Yes. (laughs) Well, in fact, it was depressed Frank Zappa. Yeah, but apparently, when he signed to be in this movie, he was a real addict. And then he got clean and went to rehab. And he, the, I see him in rehab, and he's like got a robe on, and he's got a blanket, and he's in group, and he's like, I've got a question, Dor- Dolores. Can I leave for three days next week? Alice, you know that you're not supposed to leave for three days. Why are you leaving rehab? Because I signed a contract that says I need to make a disco movie with the Bee Gees. Fine, but only three days and then come right back to rehab. Okay, Dolores. And so he's the only one who gets a pass because he was rehab and got three days to come in. Okay, I've got three days to do my scene, then I've got to go back to being clean. And so, <laughs> he's the only one who gets a pass. Everyone else, I'm so disappointed with Steve Martin. I'm so disappointed with Steve Martin. 
I love Steve Martin. People say that this is an important film in Steve Martin's career because you can see shades of the dentist character that he would eventually do in Little Shop of Horrors. But he still sucks in this. Well, he's also kind of the character that he did within The Man with Two Brains. Yeah. But he's he's walking funny and he's singing funny and it's just it's the absolute worst. Anyway, funny. Yes. I want to end this with a new segment idea that I had while I was in the bath. Um, uh, a new game for the both of us to end every discussion of the movie. I call the game. Can we Thor it? Can we Thor it? Yes. So whatever movie we're discussing, can we create a bad sequel to the movie a la Thor to the Dark World? So so let's say we were in charge of making Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band 2, The Dark World. Okay. What would that be? Now, in my mind, I would like to think, number one, uh, first off, what if we do Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band, but just with the music of the Ruddles? Okay. Interesting. That's yeah. That's a good idea. Yeah. Sgt. Ruddles Only Darts Club Band, I think is what the, the album is actually called because they mention it. Sgt. Rudder. Uh, number two, in this one, the Bee Gees have to fight like the Nega Bee Gees. Okay. Yeah. Scott and there are evil Bee Gees out there. Yes. Which would be just the Bee Gees 10 years after this movie. Yeah. 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 No, pretty much. I always like Night Fever. Was that them? That was them. Yeah. I always yeah. like Night Fever. I always like that. One of these days, we'll have to do Staying Alive. Staying Alive. That's a weird-ass movie. Yeah. It's like it's the Saturday Night Fever, except now uh, your beloved Guido is taking jazzercise. (laughs) With Lily Tomlin. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, really weird. One of these days, you know what movie we should watch? Rhinestone. What? Rhinestone. I haven't thought of that movie in a long-ass time. I have found a movie, and I have it that I think is demanding. Demanding a commentary track from us. What movie? King of Kong. A fistful of quarters? A fistful of quarters, motherfucker. God. Oh, my God. There was a period of, like, a year. Starring the hot sauce king of Peoria, baby. There was a period in time where Natasha and I would just go into random rooms. Like, we'd go into Emerald's room and we'd go, "Uh, guys, there's a a kill screen coming up. There's a kill screen. Man, kill screen. If anybody's interested, and then we just leave. Hey, uh, if anybody's interested, there's a uh, there's a Pac-Man kill screen coming up. 
if anybody's interested. Fucking, oh, love that movie. And I love the fact that in Disney's Wreck-It Ralph, they base Mr. Litwack, the guy who owns the arcade, on that guy who is the judge yeah. in King of Mr. Litwack! Yeah. I, I, I just love that. Anyway, we're working We're working right now on Sgt. Pepper 2, The Dark World. Yes. You're going to really oh. love the Mega Bee Gees. That's going to be really good. That's going to be really good. Now, that's all I've got for this week. Next week, I don't know what we're doing. Do you know what we're doing? I know what we're doing. So it looks like my, my birthday month is starting a little early or something. I don't know. I don't really have a theme okay. for what I am doing this year. Okay. Basically just a collection of movies that I think we haven't covered, haven't covered enough, haven't really haven't really gone in this direction yet. So and it's already on the cough cough. We are starting with 1933's May West with Cary Grant. She's done him wrong. Okay. I have no knowledge of this movie at all. It is to the best that I could determine both Mae West's and Cary Grant's first starring role in a movie. No shit. Uh, it's uh, huh. Okay. Okay. Interesting. So uh, a, a little dip in areas that we don't dip often and something that uh, I, 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 I don't think history should forget Mae West. Yeah. All right, all right, all right. Wow, okay, so next week we're doing 1933. She's done him wrong. All right. Okay. I have absolutely no knowledge of this, so I am excited. I'm excited to see what transpires. Oh, I, I forgot to, uh, I have another background, but I have another background, but fuck this guy. I'm so disappointed. <laughs> this whole sequence. You would think that Peter Frampton having a lightsaber battle with Steve Martin would be a lot more fun than it actually is, but yes. it's not. Yes. It is, sadly. But, uh, okay, next week we're doing... Uh, okay, something else I want to credit this movie with? Yes. Okay, something we're overlooking. Something that this movie has, has ha, does not get enough credit for having inv- invented rap fighting. Did you say rap or rat? Rap. Rap fighting. Where you are fighting, right, rap battles, uh, electric boogaloo, where you have two people squaring off in a fight that is all basically just dance moves. And not actually hitting each other. Picturing Mae West backstage with a gray hoodie on and just, if you had one shot, one opportunity, 
you know? Like poor Cary Grant, he's really nervous. His palms are sweaty, knees yeah. weak, arms heavy. There's vomit on his sweater already. Mom spaghetti. <laughs> Spaghetti, yeah, yeah. Eminem's mom makes spaghetti sauce now. Like, get it while you can. You know, capitalize on your opportunities. Yeah, Yeah. capitalize. Okay. You raised such a shitty child, and he won't help you out. Yeah. I wonder why. Yeah. Uh, So that's exciting. This is exciting. I'm excited to go into uncharted territory next week. That'll be fun. Yeah, we're doing a Mae West film. This is, in my mind, this is a, a spiritual successor to that time that you inadvertently made us do a Doris Day film about yes. a lobster. Hey! Yes. It happened to Jane? Is that what it was called? It yeah. happened to Jane. Jane with, um, what, Martin Landau? Is that who? It was one of the grumpy old men. <laughs> Walter Matthau, yes. Walter Matthau. Okay. Yeah. What was this? It happened to Jane. You saw that in the therapist's office, and that's so weird. That is so weird because every time we would go to the therapist's office, they'd be playing Wally, they'd be playing Bugs Life, they'd be playing. Uh, Did they do the Tortoise and the Hare one? B movie? No, Tortoise and the Hare. What? It, it, no, we always they always pick like the same. Every time we would go to the therapist's office, they'd pick the same like Disney movies to watch over and over again. And then you're like, so I was watching this Doris Day movie about lobster fishing, and I'm like, what the hell? I've only seen Disney animated movies, and they're they're popping up Doris Day movies for you. <laughs> but I pull up and I'm like, and they're like, oh, let's put on B movie for the thirtieth time. You like jazz? Okay. You hit that note so high, and I'm so impressed because I cannot do it. A mother, I think. Yeah. Especially a mother who was, you know, had my mother as a mother. Yeah. You're gonna be a star. I, I can't. I can't do it. <laughs> I, I try so hard. Let's go to Wookie. Huh? Let's hear your Wookie. I I don't even do a good Wookie. Okay, then. Good job. Yeah. I mean, that was all right. I mean, yeah, it did work, but. Thank you. Can we hear your Wookie? I really rather not. Please for the podcast for the for the band for the band for the band for the band. Only because this reminds you of the fucking the, this movie you did reminded you. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Hold yes. On. Yes. I'm she doesn't do Wookie. Okay. That was good. That was nice. Good. The best because yeah. my throat's no, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. So, uh, okay. So next week we will be doing a Doris Day movie. No, also- May West movie. May West. May West. May West. Thank- <laughs> Natasha got me all screwed up. We're gonna be doing a. You did. You you screwed me up with your lobsters. Your lobsters. So. Uh, next week we're going to be doing a Mae West movie. We are going to sadly continue with Shep and discuss the Beatle who was forced to watch this Ooh. week's movie, Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band, twice. So oh my twice. god! And uh, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun next week. But now that I'm looking back at this week, the highs, the lows, the ups, the downs. Uh, Bunny, you cried a little bit. Yes. And very, very emotional, powerful. Uh, podcast, I gotta say, I think this has been a pretty good 
episode. This has clearly been a damn good episode. Okay. I I felt the same way, but I didn't want to step on any toes because you're the person who makes those decisions, not me. But yes, I, I, I concur with your assessment. Good, sir. So until next week, I am Bunny Williams. And I am Reverend Steven on behalf of Natasha and Maxwell and Eleanor and Bella and everybody else in the house. I just want to say thanks for listening, and we will see you next week, you godless heathens. It is. Hold on, hold on, hold on. We're seeing if anybody uh, else. And we will see you next week, you godless heathens. And you do swaffles and puppy ducks. And poopy buttholes. And shiny foreheads. And shiny. with sprinkles. Okay, with sprinkles. And cut.